0: Welcome to Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so that you have the courage to live your best life. I'm Rebecca Mullen, a relationship coach living in western Colorado, and today you'll hear that I have a little bit of a cold. But that's not going to stop us from looking at why you might feel taken for granted in your relationship. You'll hear why cleaning the kitchen is sexy, you'll get a gold star habit that will shine a spotlight on the invisible work you do, and I'll give you a discussion prompt that will offer your sweetheart a chance to tell you how proud they are of you. feel used or taken for granted in your relationship? In the past two weeks, we addressed the lover role in your relationship. We talked about what makes the lover thrive, getting clear about what you want, then truly receiving that desire. Wanting, receiving. These are the tools of the lover. You know what will kill the lover energy in your relationship faster than anything else? neglecting a need in favor of all that wanting. Wanting energy is great in the bedroom, but not in the bank account. When your basic needs go unmet, you don't feel safe. And when you don't feel safe, you can't even contemplate what you might want. In the three roles that make up your relationship, lover, friend, and partner, the partner is the one in your relationship that takes care of needs and keeps each of you feeling safe. It's a great feeling when your sweetheart texts you during the day and says, let's go out for dinner. You feel that whoosh of wonderful that you've been asked out on a date. You might even take a second shower to make sure you're date worthy. The date goes great, wonderful evening, good sex when you get home. Then Saturday morning, You are sipping coffee as you catch up on life's details, and bam, you realize your bank account is overdrawn. I thought you were going to be in charge of the bank account this year, you say to your sweetheart. I am, says your sweetheart. Then why are we overdrawn? We're overdrawn, asks your sweetheart. Then why was I able to get cash yesterday? And you suddenly realize your sweetheart's idea of being in charge means visiting the ATM until the ATM will no longer dispense money. Suddenly, you resent the night out last night. We shouldn't have gone out, you say. I knew you were going to say that, says your sweetheart. I knew at some point you were going to lecture me about spending money. Well, (laughs) what exactly do you think being in charge of the bank account entails? You ask. But. You can tell by the sulking blank look on your sweetheart's face that this conversation is going nowhere. I'm so sick of you treating me like a kid, says your sweetheart, and they stomp off down the hall to hide out. Last week, we talked about receiving pleasure. The week before, we focused on how to get clear about what you want. But all that lover energy of wanting and receiving is tough to find, when you're not sure how you're going to buy groceries this week. The lover energy and the partner energy will be constantly at odds in your relationship until you get them to understand each other and allow them to coexist in harmony. I've created a tic-tac-toe board to represent the various roles inside your romantic relationship. Picture this tic-tac-toe board with nine squares vertically, Locate the three roles you play in your relationship. The partner role will live in the left-hand boxes. The friend role will live in the middle row of boxes. And the lover will live in the right-hand boxes. Similarly, we'll locate the three roles your sweetheart plays horizontally. Your sweetheart's partner will take up the top row of boxes. The friend, the middle row. And the lover's located in those lower boxes. This will be easier to see if you just click in the show notes. So you can visit my website and see the image. Each of these nine boxes represents an overlap of roles between you and your sweetheart. In the left-hand top box, where you are the partner and your sweetheart is the partner, there is harmony. Partners are focused on what the relationship needs, and they are happiest in achievement mode. If you and your sweetheart had both been in partner mode last night, you wouldn't have gone out to dinner because the partner is able to see needs coming and plan accordingly. But last night, you were both in the right-hand bottom box, where you and your sweetheart are both in lover mode. Lovers only know how to live in the moment and feel pleasure. Lovers crave novelty and adventure. Their job is to keep life fun. It's easy to create harmony in your relationship when you're both in the lover mode, like you were last night. Until you wake up and there's no money to go to the grocery store. This morning, you woke up in partner mode and realized your lover of last night just spent all the money. At this moment, you're living life in the left hand bottom box where you are the partner and your sweetheart is the lover. That's why you're feeling discord this morning. Now, You're focused on meeting the needs in your relationship, and your sweetheart is still in that lover mode, still living in the moment, focused only on the joy of lounging in bed. Last night, you were eager to go along with your sweetheart's lover invitation and eat out until you woke up in the partnership obligations that were violated. This is where tons of relationship strife originates. The clash between partner and lover, meeting needs and satisfying wants. It's wonderful to be married to somebody who's constantly focused on keeping life fun and lively until until you can't pay the bills. Suddenly, all that liveliness feels selfish and immature. Remember last week how we talked about you don't want to be a leech in bed? Well, you also don't want to get used in the kitchen. It's hard for the partner role in your relationship to feel pleasure. The partner is busy staying focused on keeping the lights on and the fridge full. Pleasure can be a distraction for the partner. That's why we focused last week on how to receive pleasure. And you'll notice I even suggested eating dessert before your veggies. That's how important it is, I believe, to focus on pleasure in your relationship. But I wasn't suggesting to seek only pleasure and neglect responsibilities because there is no way to find enough desire to carry your relationship through if you can't fill the fridge. You can think about the partner mode in your relationship like a benevolent parent who takes care of all the details because the purpose of the partner is to create a feeling of safety. When you and your sweetheart are both in partner mode, you feel like a united team. You face life's challenges together. This involves work. Cleaning the kitchen, getting new tires for the car. These things take effort and the lover doesn't want to do the work. The lover wants to take an adventure. Excite me, says the lover. But how long does that excitement last if you don't feel safe? If over and over the lover chases airline tickets to the Bahamas overpaying the mortgage, that's not sexy. That feels selfish. In the last two weeks, we talked about what happens when you deny your body pleasure. You'll turn into a leech, hiding in the mud to attack and steal pleasure if you haven't felt it. Now we're talking about the opposite. If the lover in your relationship can't figure out how to negotiate with the partner, you'll feel used and taken for granted. So if you want action in the bedroom, get to scrubbing in the kitchen so your sweetheart doesn't feel used and taken for granted. Getting used isn't sexy. When your relationship is new, it's all romance. There are no bills to pay. You don't live together, so you're not trying to figure out how to fix the gutters that are leaking and threatening to ruin the siding on your house. When your relationship is new, it even feels like an adventure to change the oil in the car together or go grocery shopping together. You're playing at sharing chores. And because it's novel, it's fun. The lover's happy to do those chores together because the lover likes anything new. But after you've lived together for a while, and now it's the 97th time you're headed to the grocery, the lover's bored. I don't want to says the lover. The lover's free to feel that way because the lover never has to worry about filling the fridge. The lover lives in the moment and the full fridge is tomorrow's problem. The lover gets all the attention when you're first thinking about happily ever after. The lover is fun and exciting and never has to pause to do the boring stuff. But let me tell you this, there is no quicker way to kill your happily ever after than to let the lover have all the power in your relationship. The first time you eat saltines for dinner because that's all there is, that might even feel like an adventure because it's exciting and you're living on the edge. But the fifth time you have to call the utility company to work out a payment plan to keep the lights on, you will hate the lover who won't do their share of the work. Occasionally, people ask me the secret to happily ever after. And I will say that one of the key things I've learned is that you must respect each other as partners and share the work of life. The longer you do that, the more romantic and tender those jobs become. When I talk to people who've recently lost their spouse... It's never the exciting beach vacation they mention. They cry when they realize they have no idea when the car needs new tires because their sweetheart just quietly handled that all the years they were together. Being strong partners creates a safe container for the lovers in your relationship. So how do you know when the lover is out of balance in your relationship and it's time to shore up your partnering skills? you will know the lover is out of control in your relationship when you say or hear things like, Stop being my mother. Or, You never help. I do all the work around here. Or, In case you were wondering, I didn't marry you so you could be my father. You're not in charge of me. (laughs) Or, I'll never be able to count on you. If you're saying these things or hearing these things from your sweetheart, your happily ever after is in trouble. The relationship between your partner and your lover is strained at best and non-existent at worst. The common reasons for divorce, finances, lack of security, affairs, this is a mismatch between your lover and your partner roles. If one or the other gets overbearing or overlooked, you can guarantee the demise of your happily ever after. Wanting energy, like the lover supplies, is child energy. It's vital, excited. Need energy, like the partner supplies, is parent energy, responsible, safe. Wanting energy is good for your sex life. Needing energy is good for the details of living. That is why, when you notice accusations of parent or child behavior, you know there's a mismatch between lover and partner. This week's habit will help you begin to repair that relationship or keep your relationship tuned up if you feel lots of balance between lover and partner. Want the shortcut? (laughs) If you want action in the bedroom, get to scrubbing in the kitchen so your sweetheart doesn't feel used or taken for granted. Because getting used isn't sexy. Today's habit for your happily ever after is to highlight the partner moments in your relationship. The thing about the partner is oftentimes their contribution to the relationship is invisible. So this habit is designed to shine a spotlight on the partner in your relationship and give that partner a gold star so that they can be recognized. That because a partner craves recognition. Okay, here's the catch. Your assignment, should you choose to accept it, is to give yourself a gold star each time you make a partner contribution this week. Each time you do something that makes you proud of how you're making your home or life or relationship safer by upholding a responsibility, your task is to make an announcement to your sweetheart. I vacuumed today. I grocery shopped. Hey, I got these license plates renewed on the car today. Announce how you're making life better by taking care of the details. I just heard your balloon deflate. Shucks, you're thinking, but Rebecca, I want my sweetheart to see my contribution and thank me. I know. I totally get it. But we can't control how someone else behaves. You can't make your sweetheart give you a gold star. But you can recognize your own contributions. And this is so much more important than you'd think. And we're going to talk about this in the months to come. But it's likely your sweetheart honestly doesn't see your contribution. Announcing it gives your sweetheart a genuine opportunity to thank you and give you the gold star you crave while your sweetheart simultaneously realizes, Oh, you mean the food doesn't magically appear in the fridge? (laughs) Mostly, though, I'm concerned with helping you see yourself. Don't wait for someone else to give your life value. Find your worth by living according to your own value system. Announcing your invisible contribution is a proclamation to your deepest self that you are living the way you aspire to live. The other reason this proclamation habit will help your relationship is, well, what if you don't have much to proclaim? (laughs) What if a whole week goes by and you don't have one of those partnery proclamations to announce? Maybe you're not contributing much to the responsibility of running a house and a life. But that's good to know, right? It's good to know that you're on the verge of making your sweetheart feel used and taken for granted. So this week's habit for your happily ever after is to proclaim your partnership contributions. I'd love to give you a gold star. So text me at 970-210-4480 and let me know about the invisible tasks you do at your house. We've arrived at the date night discussion segment. This week, tell your sweetheart something you feel proud about and ask your sweetheart what they're proud of. Why does this help? I talk to lots of couples who hesitate when I give them this discussion prompt. That's embarrassing, they say. But don't you? At least occasionally, don't you wish your sweetheart would say that they're proud of you or tell you why they respect you? Well, of course! Okay then, I say to these couples in my office, how do you expect your sweetheart to know about the fabulous things you do? I usually get a knowing nod of approval at this point. Okay, okay, that makes sense, but I don't want to seem like I'm bragging, they say. All right, tell me about a time your sweetheart was truly confident and proud of something they did or said And my client's face lights up and they tell me about how amazing their sweetheart was when they stopped at an accident. She just knows what to do, my client said. She knows how to calm people down. And does she know she's good at that? I ask. My client nods. Well, how do you feel about her when you see her being good at what she does and who she is? Oh my gosh, I'm so attracted to her. And there it is. And that's why this exercise is good for your relationship. Rather than bragging, you're getting a chance to reveal who you are to your sweetheart. Your sweetheart wants to be your biggest cheerleader and join in that pride parade of celebration. They're just waiting for an invitation from you. That's it for today. I'm Rebecca Mullen, and this has been Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're better able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so you can have the courage to live your best life. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd be grateful if you'd send a link to your friend. Habits for Your Happily Ever After is produced by Grace Smith. All our music and sound comes from Walk West Productions. I'm Rebecca Mullen. Thanks for including me in your relationship today.